1: The sound of recording. Yes, it da, is. da 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 Energy. Who's got it? This fucking room. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking tire podcast. We're we're here. I don't know if we. I want to say we're back, but we didn't. We haven't
0: been anywhere. Been no, around. we haven't.
1: We've, We've been here.
0: I mean, you're going somewhere. It's very, a, very yeah, soon, very
1: but... far, very long time. But we're here now, and so it's time to talk about now. Two thousand fifteen. It's the year uh, we're supposed to have flying cars and shit, and we don't. It's fucking
0: bullshit. We do thankfully. have hoverboards, though. Yeah, kind of. They only hover like an inch. Uh, they, they, I've already seen. They've, they've got it a little more impressive two inches? already. They two get, inches? Two inches. I mean, that's 100% bad. I
1: mean, <laughs> good call. Oh, God. Good show tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, Brendan McAleer is in the building. Hey. Hello, sir. How you doing? You've read this man on BBC Autos, BBC. The, BBC, <laughs> the BBC, the RNT, uh, some the, RNT, the British Broadcasting, some Road and Track as well, some oh, yeah. Truth About Cars, yep. several others.
2: Uh, yeah, well, the, what, else,
0: what else besides that? The
2: Canadian press pays my rent. Oh, yeah. Days, is, is there nobody's there is, read that. Is there
0: a Canadian press?
2: There is. <laughs> is it like, or is it like the uh, the
0: Commonwealth Games, but for British It's journalism. on
2: sealskin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mostly don't get it. You need like
1: a horn. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, it's in two languages. And that heavy breathing in the background is not James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. That is Jack Bruce in the building. Hello.
3: Hey, man! I'm so glad to be here. Uh...
1: <laughs> Are you gonna do the Oprah now that now, after last time you got mad at people? Now you gotta be fucking politically correct. <sighs>
3: Something changed in my heart, man.
1: Don't fucking make me think I invited you on here and, for the wrong reasons.
3: No, no I mean, <clears throat> listen. You had a couple people say you wanted me to be more positive, and
1: you can be positive.
3: Yeah, I'm positive that. Um, Ed Bolian. <laughs> <laughs> Give well, a head to a goat right now. Come oh,
1: that's we We got in there early. How, how many, what's the time, Chris? Uh, One minute
0: and fifty-nine seconds. Not bestiality in under two minutes. It's and a you new know what? record. Yeah. There's going to be about six seconds cut out at the beginning of that, so we're even longer. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Thank you for that, your, sir. I think that's
2: your podcast title. Bestiality in <laughs> two minutes. That SEO is gold.
4: Yes,
1: <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> be careful. Oh, man. Yeah. Jack, Road and Track, Truth About Cars. I, in my opinion... I'm going to stroke his balls for a second, the uh, the best living, working writer uh, today.
3: That's my opinion, too, Matt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. That's exactly why. Ah, things have been going well for you, Jack. Moving on up.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, been a long climb just to get up that hill. It's not the fucking Oscars, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't thanked Jesus yet. Hold on.
1: You got to drive a McLaren race car. That's That's up there, right? That's a good one.
3: It is up there. It, it um, Last time I was here, I was talking about the Ketterham SP300R. Yeah. And I told myself I wouldn't wax rhapsodic about another race car on this program. Yours, Why not? But, uh, you can. Thank you. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's <laughs> got to be the greatest thing ever, right? It's the greatest. Even though I didn't fit in it, it's the greatest thing ever. What it's, was
0: that? What'd you compare it against? I can't remember. Oh, the road car. Was
3: it Wait, 650? 650. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. Did the 650 have the
1: super sports seats that you also most certainly can't fit in, or did it have the normal seats? Uh,
3: You know what? You got me confused with, like, one of these, like Jason Camisa, That's the road and track guy <laughs> who knows all the specs. I'm like, Could oh, Could you fit in the seats. fucking seats or not? Yeah, but, you know, I got this odd ability to fit into small places, and... Just, uh, despite my girth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. If If someone says, here are the keys to a car, you can beat the piss out of it on a racetrack if you can just get in it, the body finds a way. Well, it just means you're more solidly planted in the seat. Yeah, yeah. In the event of an accident, you're much
0: safer. Yes.
3: Yeah, with that, well, with the McLaren, I wrote about this. I couldn't get in or out of the car with my helmet or my Hans device on, so (laughs) if anything happened in the car, I was totally fucked. There wasn't much to hit out there, but a couple times I thought I might figure it out. Yeah. What track was that at again? That's a High Plains Raceway. I like High Plains. That place is good
1: fun. Did you run full full course there?
3: Okay, officially speaking, McLaren limited my driving of the car (laughs) to the short circuit. Okay. Um... You know, we had McLaren's test driver, Gregory, Lef- uh, Gregory LeFouge, set some test times. Um, those were outstanding test times, and I I couldn't say how I compared to those test times. <laughs> really, that's that's too bad. It's too bad that,
1: that it didn't that uh, you you were just there though. You know, you
3: know all the way to the sigmoidal <laughs> curve or whatever. <laughs> Can I talk about the speeding ticket I got when I left? Though wasn't that what? Did you a get a speed in the in the McLaren? I did. It was a
2: cut list, wasn't it Cutlass? Was it? How big? Was it?
3: A... What was the number? The no- Well, the sp- the guy agreed to write it for like 106 or something. But Ooh. it was uh, it was a six point violation. That's a biggie. That's a good one. Well done. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, you want to hear a bad one? I got one. I got a
1: ticket today. You did? Fucking today. For earbuds on a bike? I'm on bicycle. <laughs> Got a ticket on my bicycle today. Got pulled over by a motorcycle cop. He wrote me a fucking ticket, mm-hmm. and I he, I didn't have my ID on me because I was on my bicycle. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: and did he give you shit
1: over that? And he goes, "Let me see your ID." I go, "I don't have it." I go, "Actually, I'm on my way to somewhere to get it because I left it at Hannah's last night," and uh, and I was on my way to get it. I'm on Ocean in Santa Monica, right in front of your hotel where I picked you up. And he pulls me over, and he goes, "He goes, you rolled through that stop sign." But I was I was like wearing earbuds, and so I pulled out one of them, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what was that?" And he goes, "Pull over," and he wrote me for for earbuds, on a bicycle, mm-hmm. and so. But the best part is, he's like he's real serious about this bicycle safety. I have violated something in his code of ethics for bicycles, and he is pissed. But I don't know why really. It's I mean, and then I don't have my license on me, and he goes, uh, he goes, ugh. All right, how do you spell your name? And I go, Matthew Todd Farah, and then I and then I tell him my date of birth, and then my driver's license number and my zip code, and mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, this is not your first rodeo, <laughs> is it, is it with this. And I'm like, Well, oh, yeah, I need to know my license number for things, whatever. And he goes back to his motorcycle, and he starts writing his writing his ticket, and I'm just going, Are You fucking serious his ticket? He comes back and looks. He starts looking around my bike, and he goes. What brand is that is that, a, that a specialized, and I was like, yeah. And he writes it down. And he takes his pen and starts counting the cogs on my thing. He goes, "What is that? Is that an 18 speed?" I go, "Yeah." And he starts writing it down too, like he's getting the facts of the bicycle correctly. No, you should have went.
0: I don't know. Maybe you should count.
1: <laughs> it was. He was. He was counting. It was ridiculous. And I got a ticket. I I'm think glad it's like 50 bucks
0: for that we headphones. just paid that guy 60 bucks an hour yeah. to give you a ticket for you what know. 35 bucks. Ugh, whatever. Fuck it. Anyway.
3: I think you had a contestant in court. I think you should say, Your <laughs> Honor, it was a specialized 21 speed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he uh, he wrote that it was an 18 speed, and uh, that couldn't be me.
3: No I, way. I, I,
0: that would actually be good to do just for a story. Yeah, and a, a fan
1: saw me, too, on yeah. Ocean and was like, Hey, Matt, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, get fucked. And he's
4: like, <laughs> and
0: he took I had one of my friends get, uh, uh, he got a uh, moving violation walking over train tracks where the gate was All down right. and the train was like a quarter mile down so he's like oh I'm just going to cross yeah
1: they gave him a moving violation for that really?
0: Yeah. points? oh yeah oh man
1: yeah there's no points on my headphone ticket fortunately
0: that's good news yeah uh, next time black headphones don't wear the iPhone oh, headphones
1: oh yeah yeah well he was right there I pulled it out of my ear I don't think that would that
0: way. or you just play like you're deaf
1: <laughs> <laughs> do I need a card for that though? I don't know what the fuck else is going on you driving the S65 tomorrow Brendan? Uh yeah there's a press launch going on. Is that what you're doing, Jack, too? Uh,
3: no, no. I had something else that got canceled, and um, I'm kind of at loose ends here you're in just L.A. just hanging out? I'm literally just hanging out in L.A. Oh, that's
1: fantastic.
3: It's um, Alex Royce and I are going to try to do something at some point this week. Alex haven't... Roy? Yeah, My he... Alex Roy? Yeah, you know him. He's is in he in the... L.A.? No, no. He's parts unknown, man, but he's coming in. Oh, well,
1: when, well I need to be part of this menage-a-fucking-ego uh,
3: it, it, it really is. <laughs> so, I, I think I can say this. He and I were putting something together uh-huh. for somebody.
1: And is it for Ed Bolian?
3: It was for. Ed... <laughs> Are you was, guys
1: each get a shit in a bag and leave it on his doorstep or something?
3: <laughs> it was the Ed Bolian airtight Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh, God. Can we say are that?
1: You go, are you going to set... Because Alex wanted to set a bunch of like random records that nobody would ever try to bother breaking. So are you going to do the Alaska to Cabo in a box truck record?
3: I, I, I think that got set. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, box human tra- truck.
1: Human trafficking. They have the best drivers.
3: They, you, know, you, you can't beat those guys, and they know the roads is what <laughs> makes it.
1: Local knowledge. You
0: just going to make it through those Mexican towns without losing 43 teenagers. And even distribution of weight in the box. Yeah. They have to be laying down.
1: <laughs> Wait, a is minute. that? Oh, that's too far. And even, no, sudden, it's not. It was no, just it, a, it wasn't a, that far. It was just a little bit of a reach. That's all. Okay, fine.
3: Yeah. All I right. Mean, even so, you, you're doing, so you're doing. So you're doing things though. Yeah. Well, we had something and it was sold and it was done and. Um, A couple attorneys stepped in and said under no circumstances, are we going to let this happen? Really? Yeah, these two guys. I think it would have been fine if it had been, you know, Ed Bolian and Doug DeMuro. Have you
1: you told them that I am available?
3: I think they know you're available.
1: (laughs) Everyone knows I'm available.
3: Uh, Actually, yeah. I thought you're off the market. Now, don't you have a, isn't that? Is girl with blue hair or something? What's going on with that girl? That oh, is? not
1: yeah. Well, yeah, she does it. Purple hair, but yeah.
3: purple hair. I'm sorry. I was
1: talking about the fucking work market. What were you talking about? I had of the laptop
3: balanced on my nipples while I was looking at her pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, oh boy,
3: you know how that goes. It was shaking. I mean, it was, I couldn't identify <laughs> in the lineup. Anyway, uh, bottom, <laughs> bottom line is that. Uh, I came out to L.A. to to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm I'm not going to get to do either.
1: Why not? Uh, we can get gum up the street.
3: Good deal. Let's do it.
1: All right. Oh, you meant like air quote, like chew bubblegum. Yeah, and I'm all out of the yeah, yeah. You
3: know, that just shows I'm 43 years old. Think, yeah, that's that funny. expression,
1: I think, went out with like chips.
3: Yeah. But Eric <laughs> Estrada actually coined that term. Since when did chips go out, though? As of obviously, I got pulled over by one fucking today. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I, not... I think it's reasonable they went after you. I mean, when you live in a sleepy town like Los Angeles, you have to accept <laughs> that the police are going to have nothing better to do. Than in Santa Monica, them. they yeah.
1: genuinely don't. They there's they're, they they
0: they you know smoking is illegal in Santa Monica now. Outdoors. You can't smoke in Santa
1: Monica. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. that way
0: for a while. Yeah, I know. But same thing down in uh, my neighborhood, though, is that there are cops that just sit on the corner right by my house. You know that intersection. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funky because it's they have lights up, but it's a flashing red all the time.
1: Los Angelians, as I demonstrated to Brendan on the way over here from his hotel, have no concept of the flashing red. No. They do not understand what the fuck. They think it's the apocalypse. Yeah. That they don't even... Like, they're not like... They don't understand
0: that that could be a normally programmed part of that light's cycle. Certain times they pull up and they're like, is it Ash Wednesday or something? So, <laughs> fucking, but yeah, it's like the cops sit at the corner there and they just ticket people all summer long on bikes. Generate that revenue.
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't they... Uh, what was the latest on Truth About Cars with the, uh, the speed camera situations? Is it getting worse or better? It's getting better, right?
3: Yeah, it is getting better. Actually, I just got contacted by a reader who was able to get his speed camera ticket revoked for just writing in and saying, I'm going to come to court and challenge the camera. It was a right turn of red. His car yeah, was, yeah. was a rental car. His car was stopped. It was in Chicago. He had a dialogue with him, and, and they said, oh, you don't have to come into court. We'll drop the ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
1: So all you have to do is attempt to fight, and you can pretty
3: much win if you're smart. Yeah, I think so. I think it's um, analogous to many other situations in which just fighting back can sometimes stop it from happening. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the whole concept of the court system is that you have a legal right to face your accuser.
0: And when your accuser is mounted 15 feet above Sepulveda Boulevard, then how the fuck are you going to do that?
3: You're going to do it with a shotgun, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably a really nice... I'd I'd love
1: to take a really nice, like, one of the shotguns from fucking Snap... Or from Lockstock... You know, like a proper Holland and Holland.
3: Oh, those are double. Just, I thought those were double rifles.
1: Are they double rifles? Yeah,
3: I'm sorry. i sorry, old chap. They were not shotguns? Oh. 600, 600 H&H, yeah. Excuse me.
1: I mean, mm. I'm obviously not up to date on my antique weaponry. Uh, You're from I, like, Connecticut, though, right? I, sh- I know I should be up to date on my weaponry. Thad bought something that is that looks like a piece of plastic, but is apparently by the state of California considered a gun. It's like just the main the 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 frame or whatever the, the receiver fuck. yeah mm-hmm. the thing that ta- is it the thing that takes the clip is that what that is the magazine, basically? yeah yeah yeah, yeah so it, he bought that and now he's to build a gun so I don't know I don't wouldn't trust a gun that I built myself
0: uh, I don't know that I would under most circumstances either yeah so
1: I don't even trust my own fucking wrenching my car some shit wrench
0: and that can't literally blow up in your face it could yeah it could it has in certain occasions.
1: Hmm. So what the fuck else is going on, boys? Nothing? Mac, what do you
3: got? What why do you got? You, why don't we talk about the, I got some personal shit I want to say <laughs> oh, no. about this Detroit show. Yeah. Um, but were I've, you there? Man, Did you go? I was, man, I was there. You, you weren't were there, there man. man.
1: How's the How's the GT in person? Dan Neal stopped by the house this morning and told me that it was fucking spectacular in person. No? No?
3: Oh no, I'm a big fan of the Ford GT. I was just kind of I was restraining myself from saying something about Dan Neal. Oh. Um, we, I, we Dan Neal's awesome. Uh, this Love is Daniel. this is me trying to comply with whatever that guy's name was on Facebook. So <laughs> not, yeah, this is the new improved me, and I found found religion after that crash. <laughs> well, I, thought, I, I thought I'll believe in Mithra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought uh, Derek's uh, kind of inside loop there on the GT was kind of interesting. I thought that was interesting as up. well. Yeah. yeah, he says he's. I mean, he says he's getting a lot of feedback from uh, the Ford guys on, you know, pushback on it, agreeing with it, who will publish, who will allow him to publish what, uh, what he's found out so far.
1: No?
3: All right.
2: Well, how is it
1: in person then?
3: Uh, you know, in person, the proportions are really great. And it has a real menace to it. It has presence to it. It looks It's kind of
1: like, like LaFerrari-ish, isn't it?
3: A little bit? Yeah, I've yet to stand next to a LaFerrari cuz I live in Ohio, but In Ohio? I
1: haven't stood next to one either, but I was on the highway outside Monaco and Felipe Massa blasted by me in his black on black one at like 140 miles an hour and it was awesome. That's the closest I've been to a LaFerrari.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's I mean it's the it's a 4GT, like the it's just like the old one was kind of like this big It looks hammer. it looks bigger
1: than the old one. The old one
0: it's is long.
2: It, it's it's it looks long. like a big fucking yeah. car. It, it is. It's a big car. A lot of
0: holes in it too. Yeah, I was gonna say the flying buttresses are the official thing now. They're cool though. Yeah, I'm
1: digging them. Is it, you, in person,
0: is it amazing?
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the whole Ford, the whole Detroit show was the Ford show. Like they finally yeah, like came in and. They didn't even drop the Focus RS. Like they. they I wanted to
1: see that because I the vol- when to. the when vol- the runs out, I'm
0: sort they had of. Had the They'll heritage. probably save that for Geneva though.
2: Yeah, but they had the, they had the, all the heritage cars, mm-hmm. uh, and they had like this wicked F100 there, like this, this farm truck.
3: Oh yeah, watch your hand on the table. Okay. It echoes.
1: Is the uh, is the uh, GT350R going to be the hot shit?
3: Yeah, actually, I wanted to say I wrote something for Road and Track about. It. I think we have fifty nine thousand Facebook shares on that. Just, on
1: the on the Gt three fifty R.
3: Yeah, just a, a brief thing I wrote about what I, I thought the handling and performance difference would be between the R and the three fifty.
1: What do you believe? I, since I unfortunately have missed that article, I'm sorry, Jack.
3: Do you, why don't you catch you mind, us up? Would you mind sharing us so we could hit sixty k? Sixty k. I get I get a free subway coupon.
1: Nice. I'll I'll retweet it for you, but just the share it with our listeners. Mr. Fucking tight-lipped over there.
3: No, no. It's, I think that um, you got these uh, MPSC twos on it, Michelin yeah. Pilot Sport Cup twos.
1: I just drove on those on a Sharkworks GT two. They were sticky.
3: Yeah, uh, you remind me to ask about the Sharkworks experience, mm-hmm. but you know the Laguna Seca had Pirelli Corsas on it, which I've never liked. They're like the Pirelli Corsa at all.
1: Is that the same tire that's on the Z twenty eight?
3: Yeah, and, well, yes, no, that's, and or that, uh, is that the Trofeo? That's the tra- that's yeah, a, yeah, Trofeo. The, yeah. the, the Z20 is basically another step of stickiness past that. So, okay. the, I, think, uh, I think it's like a hundred treadwear tire, and then the uh, the Trofeo is fifty.
1: Oh, okay. I think it was the courses I didn't like either. I, you drove them on something, and they I, they weren't very good. Anyway, well, okay.
3: Uh, <clears throat> so you've got these these great tires on the car, and where where the the S550 really shines over the 197. I think is in steering feel and the ability to keep the back wheels planted for traction on something that's not Laguna Seca. You know, the reason the 302 Laguna Seca did so great at Laguna Seca is because it's a bil- It's a billiards table.
1: Yeah, I think so, when I drove the new the new GT on a bumpy canyon road, it was like holy shit! It, this thing is fucking good over bumps now. Like really, really good over bumps now.
3: And you know, I hate to admit it because everybody on the internet, who lives in their mom's basement and doesn't drive a car. It's, oh, dude, independent rear suspension. You know, uh, the old one was a card axle and, you know, everything, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a cliche. The fact is, the old live axle in that S197 was great.
1: It was really good at 90% of things.
2: Well, didn't uh, – didn't I was talking to uh, Brian Maxey, you know.
3: No, and, never heard of him.
2: <laughs> he put a – he said that they, they actually put a live axle into a Cobra R – uh, for the weight savings at some track,
4: really,
1: and then yeah, swatch it. Smooth. Yeah, and then did swapped they, it back into. Uh,
2: yeah, they, they the other one.
3: So that. the suspension mount points actually do they,
2: they did. shared that in in an a old Cobra one. R. That was an old a one. Cobra
3: R. They, old did. they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in the in the new Edge car, the independent rear suspension was a drop in. Yeah. It was engineered by Roush to just drop in and then you could what everybody did was everybody who had a Terminator Cobra took that out and put in a live rear right, axle right. And that's how that. I
1: got the IRS for my car.
3: Right. I'm sorry, yeah, this is this is common knowledge to the yeah. smoking tire listeners. Uh the new one, I think, is probably the same way. I think there's going to be a if there isn't already a there'll be jet a direct, a direct swap. That's, yeah, I was wondering
0: what how close the previous you know last year's Mustangs rear suspension mount points and everything are from the one with the IRS because I believe the last last generation was supposed to initially have IRS was it not?
3: Well, it was. Remember, it it does if you think about it, it does when you call it a Lincoln LS. The and beer, yeah, me. that's true. So <laughs> yeah, the, it, yeah. ex, it exists the so the S five fifty when I got under the car, it doesn't look like a one ninety seven. Okay. It it uh, it doesn't look like it shares platform dimensions. It's not like you know you get under a Chrysler minivan from last year. And it looks like an Eagle Premier underneath. <laughs> it's not like that. It's a different car. But the <clears throat> the 350R, what it has going for it is you've got the combination of these great tires, you've got a new Magnaride calibration, you've got the great steering that we like in the 2015 GT. I don't think. I don't think a Z28 is going to be able to see which way it went around most road courses. Yeah. I know that upsets people, but if you put them on equal tires, I don't think the Z28 will be anywhere close to the GT350, or I think it's I think it's two seconds a lap. I think it's
0: we're at a point now where we're just going to see them leapfrog each other every three years.
3: That'd be nice, wouldn't
0: it? I, well, I mean, we've been sweet. kind of
3: watching that happen. Be good,
1: it'd be good for selling the books, wouldn't it?
3: Yes, yes, well... We don't have any trouble selling the books, Matt, because my performance car of the year issue sold out nationally. Um,
1: did you? That's really good.
3: It really did. It's I couldn't find it anywhere. I kept trying to. get it. <laughs> Either that, they're throwing it out. I think you bought all
1: of them. No, I I bought that. In fact, Road and Track, I will say, is the only paper magazine that I still buy.
3: It's true. Motor Trend's the only one I buy. <laughs>
1: You buy it and just burn in an effigy of a ceremony every
3: fucking no. Saturday morning. <laughs> no, you just so. go to a little
1: fireplace and go, oh, and burn a motor trend. No, <laughs> it's, the, it's the only way to get my Chevrolet Colorado news. You have, a little, you have a little fucking Angus McKenzie voodoo doll you're poking and shit over there. <laughs>
3: um, but God. you both have such long and luxurious flowing locks. Yeah, this is true. Um, I don't, you know, I'll tell you, I don't know. If you want to, I don't want to get too serious with the... What are we at, the 11-minute mark here?
0: Uh, 22. 22. 22. Like
1: an episode of Seinfeld has gone by. Yeah. um, We could have been doing that.
3: (laughs) Angus McKenzie's tenure at Motor Trend is proof of the fact that it's hard for an individual to overcome an institution. You know, I read that guy in his British stuff, and when he came over to Motor Trend, I thought, hey, this is good news, right? And the fact is the inertia that publication has is so hard to overcome the... The way they do business. It's the same thing's true at the other magazines, same thing's true at Road and Track. I mean, everybody would prefer, you know, you have all these guys who'd prefer they, you know, drag Larry Webster out in the street and beat him and put Peter Egan in charge and all that. All these all these institutions have inertia and that's why Motor Trend reads just like it did in nineteen eighty five. Because that that institution has too much inertia for one guy to overcome and it's too profitable to keep rolling down the, the hill. So yeah.
0: With with the changes that we're seeing, and that obviously print is dying rapidly in a lot of regards, um, do you think with, the quick, with how quickly you have to put out content for the Internet, and as these things shift over to web only eventually, um, do you think that's going to change how these are put together? Or?
3: Well, okay, I'm going to say this. Print for poor people is dying. Print mm-hmm. for, you know, just like everything else in this country, and Brendan's country too, it used to be you could buy one refrigerator. Now you got a refrigerator that licks your balls, and you got a refrigerator from China that electrifies children. I mean, everything's too different. Everything's aimed at the 1% and everybody else. And print is a great medium. You know, here's the question. I, I don't think I'll get fired for saying this. Where do you think we sell the most road and tracks? Like, if you had to guess, like, name it a grocery, airport airports. Thank you, yeah. It's got uh, to yeah, be airports. Yeah. 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 The audience, yeah. Yeah. People it's, who can afford to buy plane tickets and fucking bullshit on the way to their plane ticket. Exactly. So, you know, what's a, if you had to ask one question to differentiate somebody over the phone, see what their economic status was, what would you ask them? How many times you fly last year? Yeah. Right? So the fact is, is magazines that do well in airports are going to continue to do well because... Those people don't think anything of paying the money to hold the magazine. They'd rather hold it, even if they're young. I see young guys holding the magazine. Yeah. Everybody else is going to take Jalopnik because it's free. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
3: but that's not – and the timing of it doesn't matter because, as I can tell you, and I think Brendan can tell you, when you do things for the web, you do them in a hurry. I mean, I wrote about – 3,100 words since midnight last night. Two different articles for T-TAC. Both first drafts out the door. Fuck it. Don't read it. Don't check.
1: I read both of them if it makes you feel any better. Thank you, Matt. While shitting. I've got my iPad there, and that's when I, I read road and track on the airplane, and I read T-TAC while shitting. It's really a great way to get things done. I'm very efficient.
3: I think I think we should put that on the cover of Road and Track. <laughs> I,
2: still, I still want this ball-licking refrigerator. When you're great. done
1: shitting. <laughs> <laughs> is
2: that a whirlpool?
1: Have you ever seen Crazy People? That's a Crazy People ad. It's like...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about
3: that super Legacy ad with Bruce Willis. You know, oh, you know, in from, the Japan. From Japan. This is yeah, a yeah. Japanese market ad. Road and Track for when you're done shitting.
1: <laughs> You'd have Brad Pitt read it.
3: I you think know. so. I yeah. think so. I don't think. Yeah, Clooney, what was that? It Clooney
1: was... could really smash that one out of the park. I he think he could
3: smash that. Did out of you
0: the park. See, did you see that ad uh, that was put together by Scorsese? It had Brad Pitt, DiCaprio, and I think Clooney in it. No, it was for a four. for, uh, for a Casino in Macau. Oh really? Oh yeah. Nice. They, spent, they each got like something like nine million for like half Brilliant. a day of shooting. That's fantastic.
2: Is that the, the Rolls Royce casino? The guy who the guy who bought the twenty. Twenty-five.
1: Oh, I remember that the gold Rolls Royces. I think it's that guy.
2: guy. Yeah, yeah. Donald's yeah. wet dream. That car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, Macau is it's it's like Vegas with even fewer taxes and more exemptions for the ultra wealthy.
1: Yeah. We're about to go. Speaking of ultra wealthy, we're going to go to Dubai in two weeks. Um, so I don't. We? Uh, the drive team. Nice. Yeah, we're filming uh, for the uh, uh, television show, which is awesome. Uh, and is
0: uh, a marina. Possibly?
1: Huh? A marina? I, I have actually... You know, I usually like being part of the production process and the creative process. For this one, I've been asked to be kept out of the loop. I would like to be surprised when I get there. I don't want anything to be fucking nervous about or any of that bullshit. So I'm going to show up, and they're going to throw something at me, and I don't know what it is.
0: Aren't you going to be fucked when you go there and you meet ISIS for the first time?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be get beheaded. <laughs> I can't say that shit. But they've... they've uh, been, they've sent me a long list of rules of things to not do in Dubai that are things that I normally do all the fucking time. So I have to be very careful.
3: I think you could wrap the shirt you're wearing now around your head.
1: <laughs> Supposedly, they're very nice people. And also, we just con- we're going to New Zealand. I just, I just confirmed the 1,000 horsepower R34 Skyline, which would be very fun. Speaking of which, I need to talk about... People have been sending me links to dealerships in Canada where you can buy JDM shit for dirty cheap. Is is JDM shit a good investment? No. No? No. Like, I'm hoping that the prices that you're seeing in Canada are the prices that we're seeing on that crap here in five years.
2: Well, okay, so... Uh, can you pull the mic up a little closer?
1: Is, is this okay? I don't know. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Get it in
2: your mouth, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, is it? Are we going like, to see? Because I saw like we you have know, a
2: fifteen-year gray market. So if you want to look ten years in the future, you just look at what the Canadian market is like, and extrapolate. Spectacular! That we're
1: only the there was a thirty-thousand-mile S fifteen Sylvia for eleven thousand dollars, and like R thirty-four Skylines are twelve grand. It's yeah. great. We are going to have a fucking field day in ten years. All yeah, the cheap kinda, shit we can get.
3: No, we're not. Why not? Because I mean, it's going to be ha- ten years older. We, we don't have the same exemptions. If that were true, then this country would be full of R32s right now. It's not.
1: Sure, there are. Go on Craigslist. Have you been looking? There's tons of them on Craigslist. Tons
3: right now. of R32s.
1: In Southern California, dude, there's at least thirty of them on for sale on Craigslist right this second. Seriously, I mean, there's, there's people depends.
3: importing them by the
1: fucking literally boatload to Southern California. So
2: we have coastal stuff too, right? Like it, it's for weirdly, it's Vancouver and Quebec. Quebec has yeah. this weird kind of car-centric thing where they're getting. They actually got them first. Um, was there but,
1: a different rule in Quebec than there was? No, where no, you it was yours?
2: just it was just driven by enthusiasts. Just the, the market. Oh. So more enthusiasts were setting up importation. Kind of stuff, and so you could buy like you know V1 to V7 uh, STIs right away in Quebec because they could they figured they could sell them.
1: And are they and they're really cheap over there? It's super cheap.
2: And and like yeah, super cheap. We've had I remember there was a kid who uh, imported his uh, Z Tune um, GTR under a kit car because he was from Hong Kong and had the money and wanted to do it, and they. Took it away and crushed the car. Oh, they did? That's a bummer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We were just reading that if I buy a piece of property in Canada, get a Canadian license, I can buy all these cars and I can drive them in the U.S. for up to a year.
2: Yeah. And you know what? So I I was
1: thinking I'd buy like six and rotate them every 11 months like the tides.
2: I'm just waiting for somebody to (laughs) open up a place in Vancouver or similar that's kind of like the... The Gotham Garage, where it's yeah, like come up and drive an RS two and an Alpine. Oh yeah, it's like this... like
1: the full JDM yeah. experience.
2: Just come up, borrow it for yeah. a week, and rip up and down and see just. But um, you know it'll be interesting. Tough you... sell.
1: Car nerds don't be be have a lot of money. Interesting if you
2: going to New Zealand because, from what I understand, New Zealand relies almost entirely on like you know shipments of. That those sort of like MOT failed Japanese cars where dude New over.
1: Zealand's a fucking free for all it's, it's crazy down there the kind the shit that we're filming like the thousand horsepower skyline is that's the, but the just most like normal one cars.
2: so I had a friend who like flew to New Zealand went to these they do like used car things where everybody shows up on a Saturday with their yeah. used car like there's there's 300 swap cars swap meety kind of lot. thing you go walking around like a dealership and you buy your used she bought a used Delica and drove it around <laughs> stop in the table it echoes Right. I drive, drove around for, like, two, three months.
1: Brought it back to the meet.
2: Brought it back to a meet. Sold it for what you paid really? it for.
1: We need to go to a meet. I think there. we got to go
2: to one of yeah, the you gotta, yeah. But
1: we're driving, like, we're driving some weird shit. Like, all engine swaps are legal there. Well, they don't give your, a fuck. Look at your
2: AZ-1. Like, you, you, yeah. you, you had a guy who knew one, and I was like, I should drive one of those. Yeah. It took me, like, maybe half an hour to find one.
1: Yeah. I There's one. I drove the one that's in, like, in America. There's
2: not that many in Canada. There's, like, ten, but... <clears throat>
1: That thing 85. is cool, though. Jack would be all about it. The AutoZam?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. fine. I go to other countries. I do nothing but drive people's cars, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a euphemism. Um, wait. So you wanted to, you wanted to hear about this? So I drove the Sharkworks GT2.
3: Yeah, I did want to hear about. So this. you
1: were you are you you were with, working with Schweitzer for a while. So yeah. you've driven the the really fast Porsches and yeah. the really fast GTRs. So you you know what this level of. One like, I don't know about you. but To me, like Porsche horsepower is a bit different from all other kinds of horsepower. Like an 800 horsepower 911, to me, feels a lot faster than an 800 horsepower Mustang or Camaro or something like that.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: when we did identical tunes in terms of power and torque for GTR and the 996 GT or 997 GT2. Mm-hmm the Porsche did feel quicker but i was it's it's down to the fact that the GT2 is not a heavy car yeah, compared to like a Mustang yeah it's like 3100 pounds or, or something,
1: something. Yeah. um so you know this the Works car is 800 horsepower it's like 680 wheel um, and I, I really think that, that that's about the limit of <laughs> what rear-wheel drive Porsches, you know, it because it was nothing, nothing, it was really like the old-school Widowmaker where nothing happens until about 4,500 RPM and then all fucking hell breaks loose and you cannot go full throttle, in, a, in California, in the canyons anyway, you cannot go full throttle anywhere. If you go full throttle for even a second, your next move is full brake. Like it's so fucking fast, and it had cup twos on it, you know. But eight hundred horse, like because those those eight hundred horsepower like turbos are one thing, but with the all wheel drive, it's like a little more traction, a little more confidence. This thing was nutty. It was really really hairy.
3: Uh, I used to coach a guy, a Schweitzer guy. We had seven hundred and sixty at the wheels mm-hmm. in the GT two. And it's the
1: most the scariest car you've ever driven, pretty much.
3: No, no, but it was it was, because you could because you could still leave the traction control on.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: you know. So you can. It, 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 it
1: does have traction.
3: So control. it stutter steps, but it gets you going. But I remember being in the car with a guy. We're at Beaver Run Race Course, which is not a particularly quick course, and the thing was tapping one sixty or I'm sorry, one seventy before the kink at Beaver Run. Which is the kind of thing where a, a regular Corvette would do 120. Right? Yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's it becomes very to coach people in cars like this, which I do all the time. I'm available, at reasonable rates <laughs> to coach you in your overpowered supercar. Uh, these you you get a binary thing going on with it where you you never get smooth with the car because, like you said, you're full on in the gas, full on the brake. Yeah. And it's one thing like. For me to you know to go back to that McLaren, which I want to talk about that yeah, World yeah. Challenge car, I think the first three laps I took in that felt the same way. It was full throttle, brake, full throttle, brake, mm-hmm. and then you get used to it. But the the novice drivers don't, and so I tell them just sell the car, put the idle the car, get something else. Yeah. Uh, professionally though, I got to say, at that power level in the GT two, there's you shouldn't have that old nine thirty demeanor. I mean, you really should well, be. Well,
1: it's not that it, it's. not I mean. It's, it takes practice. You and I, we can get in it. And we're men of the world. It yeah. takes. No, I'm serious. It takes getting used to. And by the end of the day, you know, after six or seven hours in the car, you figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? You can get deeper into the power and whatever. And I say it's the scariest car ever. I, that's a bit of a euphemism. I've driven some shit boxes that were horrifying. And this fundamentally is a Porsche. You just have to be really light on the throttle, and I'm I'm not, I'm not talking about a race course. I'm talking about a fucking mountain. So does road. it just have a
0: weird power curve to it, or? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. It, it's got a bit of a weird power curve. Okay, so it's it's a little laggy, and then all of a sudden it hits. It's very turboy. Yeah. I mean it's very turboy. Did it's... Alex Okay, so Alex is obviously known for their big bore uh GT3 cars. The 4.1
1: GT3 RS that I drove of theirs was the probably the best car I've ever driven right. and it still is.
0: So is this did they do did they bore and stroke this turbo no, motor so no. it's stock displacement still? Stock displacement. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's got like intercoolers and a new intake manifold and headers and exhaust and blah and new turbo internals. Do you and...
3: do you remember what is it the, is it the same turbo body that you get with a GT2? It's the same turbo
1: housing with real, with new, like a new impeller and it's still got the variable vane.
3: Okay, yeah, thing. because
1: that's a big thing on that It car. still has
3: that, it still yeah, has okay. that, yeah. Because it swipes over pulling that shit off and... Just and, putting
1: entirely new turbos on? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Just, just putting the big puffers on them and... Call it a day. And call it a day. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I, I'm just, i just, I've never liked the VVT turbo. Um,
1: It's that GT3 that they make, which is the 4.1, 540 horsepower, is, I mean, you would think it was the greatest thing in the fucking world. It's amazing. It's a GT3 with turbo torque. Like, what's not to like? Sure. You know, this one, it's just like, there's so much. You're going so fast that... You know, anyone south of a pro driver would stuff this thing in fucking twenty minutes. So does it feel run.
0: like a Texas Florida car where it's just for going fast? As yeah, fuck it's a on it's a runway high
1: right. racing yeah. car essentially,
0: which is fine. Cool.
1: Yeah, plenty of good cars for runway racing, you know. But it was nutty. It was it was nutty. It's what you expect.
0: You know. Was it uh, so? This was a nine nine one then? No, nine nine seven. So it was a nine nine seven. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it was a so stick. It was. Yeah, okay.
3: And, and it was a it was a, a for those of you out there with me holding your PCA card it's in your hand <laughs> it was a 997 point one
1: it was not a gt2 RS it was a regular gt2 which I think makes it a point one yeah yes
3: because the engine it's like the, an 0.8. 8 yeah the, the yeah, turbo still Metzger right yeah that's yeah, things yeah. the new motor doesn't take boost right. so if I was just curious because <clears throat> that's one thing we found out at Schweitzer was that we could we could do eleven hundred wheel horsepower in stock internals, yeah, in with a
1: nine nine six GT two or yeah nine nine seven one,
3: yeah, and then the nine nine seven two turbo with the, I mean that that makes for a great NA motor. It's so much better than the old M ninety six, but it has real trouble holding boost. I mean it's it's like it's like the GTRs that Schweitzer took apart and would completely rework I mean those things would bore walk like yeah. hell won't have it
1: well the Schweitzer cars that I've tested there's nothing left in them from regular GTR the gearbox is different yeah, the internals gearbox, are yeah, all fucking different have to be yeah. yeah
0: so on those cars on the on the newer revision of the motor were they doing were
3: they pushing water were they blowing head gaskets what was going on with them I think uh, I think it was it was a, a hold piston issue it was, just, it was uh, uh, windows in the block I mean it wasn't
0: okay. it was, I mean it was it was first
3: generation motor
0: problems basically yeah Okay, not so good.
1: Did you drive the new GT3 yet, the 991? You did for uh, performance y- y- of yeah, the performance
3: car, yeah. That was that was road tracks. 2015 performance car of the year is the Porsche GT3. Get it on newsstands <laughs> last month.
1: So you liked it then?
3: No, I didn't like that car at all. <laughs> really? Well, you know, I was I liked the Viper. I was yeah. I, that was the great thing about P. Cody was that you had 15 guys there, and it wasn't.
1: It wasn't one guy's opinion,
3: right? And my opinion was that the Viper should have been the car, and that was precisely fucking nobody's opinion except mine. Was <laughs> yeah.
1: it was it the T A two
3: The T A two and you know, I you know this new Viper one of one program you guys yeah, covered with yeah. the shit. Yeah, we built oh, we built yeah. the
1: ugliest one you can fucking imagine. Oh, so it it's looked great. like
0: one of the cars in Forza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you
1: build a build a hideous one yet? I figured you would be ordering one immediately in lime green. Have
3: you ordered it yet? You know, I'm I'm talking to people. No, so of course. That. You're
1: ordering one in live green, right? CA two You have to. It's I your legacy, Jack.
3: It is my legacy. I you know, I, I think that the joy that I gave Jalopnik readers last year <laughs> when I got fucking broken in half by a sonata. <laughs> I wanna I wanna reach into their basements. Into their in past the weeaboo shit and everything they got, and I'm gonna just pluck the joy out of their hearts as I arrive in a lime green 2.0 <laughs> TA Viper with, you know, uh, my open usual... fucking headers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's the UPS truck delivering your new fuck sleeve. Oh no, wait a minute, it's. <laughs>
1: We had the, the TA 1.0. It was fucking amazing. Like, I, hate the, I drove it for the first 15 minutes. I hated it. And then six hours later, I was like, you've got to tear me out of this goddamn Does thing. Does it
3: still come with a build-your-own-spoiler kit? Or? Well, that's what makes it a TA 2.0 as opposed to the, the TA 14. Uh, just, to, just to talk about Vipers one more second, one of the brilliant parts of that one-of-one one mm-hmm. is you get to pick whether you want TA 14 or TA 2.0 Arrow. That's so awesome. I mean, who else does that? Who, that, that is some Gran Turismo shit. Like, oh, you, <laughs> oh, you can have the arrow from the last car on this too. <laughs>
0: it's your choice. You know what's great though is that they can parade that around. Is like a great option when really they're just like, let's move this fucking inventory.
3: How uh, how much is your lime green two, ta 2.0? Is it like 104, 105. You know, I'm not. Li- you know. Th- I'm going to pull some Jernasaur shit for the first time in my life. Um, this is for anybody at Chrysler who's listening. I I, I need a discount on this. <laughs> I, need, I need Chrysler executive pricing on this. I I need something. Someone
1: I, get him a hookup, please. I, I,
3: this, is, this has never happened before. I can be bought here. <laughs> <laughs> my integrity is for sale. It's the year 2015. I'm not fucking around anymore.
1: Lime Green Viper. Lime Green Viper. Long-term tester. You drop it off.
3: You know, it's the sold. the thing for me is to try, to, try 2016. 2016, um, <laughs> is to figure out how much money to spend on it, really. Because, you know, you start to think, oh, there's no difference between $104,000 and $112,000. And then you actually look at what you got to pay for it every month, and there yeah, yeah, is a difference. There is, it's, totally it's, is. It's an actual difference. When I was a kid, I thought, oh, if you can afford, an $100, car, <laughs> you can afford a $100,000 car, you can afford
1: a $300,000. <laughs> 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 uh, YouTube still thinks that, by the way
3: yeah YouTube still thinks thats
1: YouTube thinks that if you own six cars that are collectively own one hundred thousand dollars, then you can afford like a a Veyron. they
0: they 're blissfully unaware of depreciation aren 't they yeah.
1: or the fact that my one of my cars is worth fifteen hundred bucks the other one 's worth zero. Yeah. You got to drive the Lexus, Jack. That's what's
3: up. Yeah, you know, I well. Apparently, I was looking for photos of your girlfriend, and, and one of them, she's in the driver's seat of this Lexus. Hell yeah! So, you know, we had
1: a conversation last night because she went back to work after a long. She had a long Christmas break, in which during which she drove the Lexus cross country with me, and she went back to work. And people were asking her about our road trip, and she was so annoyed that every one of them assumed. That she didn't do a lick of fucking driving. And that I drove the whole way across. When the truth is, she drove about 75% of the way. Because my back hurt. Because so your uh, so, back
3: hurt? What were you doing? Yeah. Were you leaning over into the driver's seat? I mean,
1: I've been blowing dudes. Is what. I it, it hurts sometimes.
3: You can, you can perform you know, oral sex need, on a we woman We need new cameras, Jack. Oh.
4: <laughs>
1: you know how it is? You have an air-cooled 911. I know.
4: <laughs> you didn't know get that.
1: That shit wasn't free. <laughs> Literally or figuratively, you suck someone's dick to get that car.
0: So then we're coming back
3: he's to not, the Viper on that He's front. not saying no. <laughs> and he will
1: suck someone's okay. dick to get a Viper. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I mean,
3: you, I, I, it's just that everybody has a price. Most of, these, most of the people in this business would suck a dick for an NSX press kit. Oh. I, I demand. How oh,
1: was that press kit? Was it a nice press kit?
3: I've got it on eBay right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one. I haven't opened it. Nice. Did they actually the get The NSX out some... looked pretty good
2: yeah, in person,
1: no, was, actually. nice, nice press kit or something. Didn't yeah. the NSX look kind of nice in person?
2: <laughs>
1: no. No?
2: You know... In pictures,
1: it looks good. Yeah, it does look good I in pictures.
2: 3 quarter, right. it's yeah. okay, but the front is like a justification for the rest of the Acura range.
1: <sighs> the rest of the Acura range is shit.
2: Bring I, I, back the RSX. Yeah.
3: What a disappointing car.
1: Is it? Yeah, Have they, you driven it?
3: Put the new NSX? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Honda flew me out there to secretly drive in our middle house. Dude, it's
1: fucking... Just, you, you and your long lead, you know, you guys, they, they do things for, for the, you print guys because it takes you eight months to get your story out, you know. Maybe you, I figured you'd already fucking, you know, driven it and done a comparison test and then decided that the last generation sucked and the new one's better.
0: Well, it is the 2016 car of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we haven't finished the bidding with the selection process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
1: right, got to take car? a break really quick. i got to sell some ads when we get back, and then we're going to do more uh, of this. <laughs> uh, when you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the TrueCar Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. Yeah. That's right. True Car. True
3: Car. Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport.
1: Yep. Forza Motorsport, yeah. Forza. looking good. Forza Motorsport, you got to pronounce it correctly. Forza. Yes. WNBC. It's Forza Motorsport. And uh, yeah, new GTs in the cover of 6. Yeah. Can't uh, wait to
0: play that one. It was cool. They cranked out the cover, and I was like, did they put up screenshots of the new game or anything yet? And I'm like, nope, just the cover, but I'm still looking forward to it. Uh,
1: and Drive just did a thing uh, this week on Drive TV with, uh, with Dan. Uh,
0: okay, so JF went up and shot with them. But... Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Forza Motorsport is uh, the official racing simulator of this Smokin' podcast. Their latest Xbox exclusive title is Forza Horizon 2 and coming soon, Forza Motorsport 6. Race through a massive wide open world featuring dramatic weather and day-to-night cycles. Instantly connect with friends in the ultimate celebration of speed, style, and action-packed driving. Explore beautiful and exotic locations in more than 200 of the world's greatest cars. And now there's even more cars. There's a lot more cars, right?
0: And they just uh, dump a yeah, lot more cars? a lot.
1: Yeah, cars, they just dumped yeah. a lot more cars in there. So we need to update our ad copy. It's all created in precise detail and stunning 1080p. Forza Horizon 2 is the highest rating, ra- rated racing game over the last year and available exclusively on Xbox today. To learn more, visit ForzaMotorsport.net. And follow us uh, if you use uh, Xbox Live at TST Racing. Good news on the smoking tire front. Uh, as of well tomorrow for us but probably will have already happened by the time this podcast goes up for uh the smoke and tire is on Hulu. We mm-hmm. got we just got accepted to Hulu, which is super cool, and we have re-edited uh we took our, our 60 best films and we've re-edited them into hour-long television shows. So we got picked up Ten hour long episodes of The Smoking Tire on Hulu, which starts airing uh, Friday, January sixteenth. Just search for The and Tire on Hulu, and you will you will find it, which is fucking awesome. Um, do you know
0: they uh, do they do like a higher quality like? Vimeo kind of does than YouTube, or? It
1: has a better stream than YouTube. Okay. And more importantly for us, it has significantly better ad
0: rates than YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is coming up against some shit right now. Yeah. They've got well, some serious competition. because Hulu has really good ad rates. I'm <laughs> really excited about it. Uh, but you get an hour-long show. It's come up recently. Twitter's getting in the video business now, too.
1: Oh, boy. So YouTube gets some... a Vine celebrity. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, make sure you keep up to uh, to date with us at the Smoking Tire Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and at the Uh Yeah,
0: so what else is at the Detroit Auto Show, guys? Uh, I think it was
3: really, really clear that Ford is pushing the 3.5 over the V8 going forward.
0: Well,
1: yes.
3: Uh, yeah something I wrote about today was the the difference in the attitude between the g m and the Ford shows. Matt. I think you said you did me the courtesy of reading that. I but, did read
1: that piece. It was very interesting but but I agree it 's topic of conversation
3: uh, The first thing I want to say is is my friend Rodney is very real he 's exactly as described and um, when my book comes out, can I plug the book? Yeah, plug the book. At some point this year, I'm gonna have a fucking book. I mean, this is.
1: Is it called Avoidable Contact? It is
3: called Avoidable Contact, a Jack Baruth reader, and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a nod. I'm to, gonna fucking buy it. You just sold me one. That's
3: a nod to Susan Sontag. That, <laughs> uh, but uh, the one of the centerpieces is going to be Mr. Rodney's Wild Ride, where uh, talks about. My friend, uh, black male, age forty-one, uh, jumping a Nissan stanza over tire track or Baller. over train tracks and landing in a farmer's field. Um, you don't want to miss it. It's all true, except <laughs> everything I say is fiction is true. Everything that I say is true is half fiction. Um, but uh, Ford versus GM at Ford the auto show. Oh. show. Sorry, was, my commercial pitch lasted longer than the true car one, so I feel bad about that.
1: It's only going to cost you one hundred dollars for thirty seconds.
3: Not okay. a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the th- the thing about GM is just the sense of uh, apologetic nature. I mean, you know, Mary Barra and everybody else is almost like God. We're so sorry you guys have to be here to watch us show you the 2007 Nissan Leaf or whatever. <laughs> oh um, no! And the the new generation Volt is. Um, well, I mean, you're a Volt guy, Matt, and I, I mean, you, what, uh, you do you like your Volt?
1: I love my Volt. Love I, think Volt. My, I think my Volt. I think the Volt is a situational car. If the Volt fits your situation, it will be the best car you've ever owned. If the Volt doesn't fit your situation, you'll think it's fucking stupid.
3: I think that's also true of the Kuntash LP. Filter. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Agreed. You know, then my my, my I, I absolutely adore my Volt. And when the new one comes out is right around the time that my lease is up. So. I'm, I'm going to drive the new one, and, and if I like it, I may lease that one, and if not, I'm going to get a Shelby or a Hellcat.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> those, okay, so those cars are important. Yes. But you don't put them on a poster. There's no kid who has a poster of a, you know. Of a Volt? Volt. If there is, I don't want to meet him. No. <laughs> so, yeah, like Jack said, like the, the the Ford came out, and they're like burnouts on the stage and high-fiving and like, look what we're doing. doesn't matter. I mean, the GT could be like kind of a mess. It doesn't matter. It stole... I don't think...
3: It, I'm not sure it and matters. I don't think...
2: Yeah, it, it stole the show.
3: It, the GT... I mean, I, this is not t tax editorial opinion. This is mine. The GT is going to be totally fucking fine. The people building it know what they're doing. The thing... Um, a guy actually, I used to street race with back in the day. I hope that doesn't identify him too much. But he's part of this program. And he says that the things they need to do to ensure reliability and drivability are being done that the motor is from scratch, basically six hundred horsepower is no problem for it. This thing is gonna be as good to drive and as good to own and operate as the old car or the hurricane which um, I, I drove at Coda a little bit ago so did you enjoy car. the hurricane? You know I I did and I and um, not to not to deviate too much, going I bitch about something for a minute mm-hmm.
1: You're fun when you're bitching. Let's yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know the number of people in this business who have said something to me about how the Hurricane drives, these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> is, I am so fucking sick of some guy who'd get ass-slammed by 11 seconds at a regional autocross coming up talking to me, oh, the Hurricane understeers. Him, fucking mother, understeers. I mean, the, the fact is, is you, when you have a car with that kind of tire stagger and that kind of drive uh, drivetrain layout, it's going to have certain inherent characteristics. When you look at that, the Huracan is an extremely neutral car. It's extremely easy to drive. It's brilliant on track. Did 176 miles an hour on the back straight at Coda with the windows down.
1: That's fucking fast. It is. That's fucking really fast.
3: And, you know, I know, Matt, I know you do 176 miles an hour. I think you did it on the on way here. On my bicycle. Yeah. Um, I, that's mm-hmm. what I actually
1: what I got pulled over for. It wasn't the headphones. It was 176 on a 20-speed.
3: On a well, when you're doing it, getting ready to go into a 270-degree turn at Circuit yeah, of Americas, yeah, yeah. it's completely different. Um, yeah, the Hurricane is a usable, brilliant car. I can't wait for uh, readers of Road and Track to hear all about it. But this this is a case where everybody has to have a narrative based on shit they don't understand, like how the Hurricane drives. Well, yeah, if you drive it into a turn, 11 miles an hour too fast, crank the wheel, it will absolutely understeer. So will everything up to, you know, a Formula One car, which will loop. Yeah. So. And I didn't mean to hijack, but the fact is, Hurricane drives great. And next well, person I read that says Hurricane doesn't drive great, I'm going to pound them on the head with something.
2: I haven't
1: driven a Hurricane, so
2: Thank I have you. no. Yeah, I have fine. no opinion on it. Well, but the, uh, my point is, like even, and I agree with you. I think Multimatic probably built the GT and. Right?
3: Well, Multimatic is the primary contract. I think this is an open secret. Multimatic is basically the contractor for the GT.
1: Yeah, that was that was written about on in uh, at Truth About Cars.
2: Uh, yeah, so we but, can I – mean, you're the, certainly not – The not. only GT no, owner I know personally, and the previous GT was it, – it was not a perfect car. It was not a perfect car. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the only guy I know who owns one is like – ran at Le Mans and uh, like is has a long history of actually driving and kind of wanted something, you know, when they're going up. And yeah,
1: yeah. The, the, the old GT – the 0406 GT is – a ridiculously good car.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, it did. It wasn't perfect, but it was ridiculously good, especially compared to what the competition. Oh, first when gen started... Gallardo or a fucking 360. It's okay, already,
2: like it's almost already done its job of coming in and just like you know.
1: And the new one will drive prices of the old one through the roof. Just like the 918 did with the Carrera GT.
0: Well the thing I started uh, the narrative that Ford was selling we're like we did most of this in 18 months. As soon as I heard that I'm like oh it's going to be like the old one where they're going to overbuild it because they don't want to ship these things out and have them fucking break. That's sort of the counterpoint to the piece
1: that Derek published. So Derek published a piece that was sort of a a combination of information gotten from a few engineers I, I I gather.
3: None of whom were in any way affiliated with the gt program, program
1: right? right yeah so the the argument was that the car isn't developed through normal channels and therefore hasn't been through the normal testing and therefore won't be good the old gt was sort of done the same way and it turns out it's one of the most fucking robust cars that has ever been built by ford
3: you yeah, know in defense of our of our guys the guys who who helped Derek form that opinion these are guys whose Curriculum, curricula vitae, or whatever, you know. uh, I haven't taken Latin in 30 years. Uh, Okay,
1: neither uh, has anybody else.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be curricula vitae, I think. But Mm -hmm. um, these are guys who relentlessly engineered lower end performance cars. If you think about something like the Fiesta ST, we had a guy who was deeply involved on the Fiesta ST. And the thing about the Fiesta ST is people treat it just like a Fiesta. Which yeah. means it has to, has to have a super set of the Fiesta's abilities. has to be able to do every single fucking thing a Fiesta does right. and then go, go to the racetrack or do whatever. So their idea of what has to be done to make a car production ready is hugely different from the life that any Ford GT leads. Yeah, I the, agree.
1: I completely agree with
3: you. And the things that will, and I wrote about this a little bit, the things we'd accept out of a Ford GT without blinking an eye, you'd never accept out of a Fiesta.
1: Yeah, like if the if the transmission's a little clunky in traffic, or if the fuck, you know, whatever. Yeah, if the air
3: conditioning doesn't seem to be in a big hurry to do something, or if yeah. you have to press a button twice to get it to do something, nobody's going to worry about that. I got to say that, when you said the 360, the Gallardo, how'd it like to be one of these fucking mooks who went to the dealerships that... Uh, should I buy a Ford GT? No, I'm buying a Ferrari 360.
1: <laughs> 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 Who's laughing now? Yeah,
3: I mean because you know, let me, tell you, let me tell you, a car with resale value Ferrari, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they do in the first couple of years, like like a McLaren, like a 2011 458 versus a 2011 a 12C. Yeah, the 12C is 60 grand cheaper than the 458.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, as long as you're competing, here's as long as the car you're buying on the used market looks exactly the same yeah, yeah, as yeah. A, at a Miami Hotel as the new one. Yeah. And it commands a new car price. As yeah. soon as it becoming, oh, what's a 430? I think you can get a four 100 grand.
1: grand. Yeah. An, an 05, 06 coupe, you're getting 100 grand all day long.
3: I mean, admittedly, it's... Spiders
1: are a, a twenty five.
3: That's a lot of money to have some redneck in a Z06, put two <laughs> fingers in your ass, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you drive a Z06? Uh,
3: no, uh, Sam Smith. Uh, was our guy on that, and he and I had a, a brief conversation, and uh, it was like, I'll be both people here. Oh, hi, I'm Sam Smith. I'm Jack Ruth, race-winning driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, Sam. I drove the Z06, and it's much better than the Viper. You're like Rick
1: Moranis playing with his dolls and space balls right now. That voice. <laughs> exactly.
4: <yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's my inspiration. Um. Actually, Sam, I think the Viper will rape the Z06. That could never be the case. The Z06 has advanced computers. Your mother's a bitch, Sam. I, You're fired. You can't fire me. I'm going home to play with my Z06 now. Uh, it, Sam thinks that when we track the Z06 against the Viper TA, it's going to be faster. You do not? God, I, hope, I hope not. I, I just... Because I don't like the car as much as I like the Viper. I'm mean, gonna. Well, to you honest,
1: you're a Z06
0: purist of sorts.
3: Yeah, the, I, I know that you were yes. annoyed
1: by the removable roof. I know that you're annoyed by an automatic gearbox. And, and you are annoyed 400 by
0: 400 pound weight gain. Yeah,
1: the weight gain, all uh, that. Although
3: let's let's be fair about that. A lot that is because the C7 has all the shit the C6 Z06 had for weight reduction. So mm-hmm. you can't you don't the thing about the C6 Z06 made such a brilliant car was that you got to apply all those technologies the regular car didn't get. Now you get a C7 that has all of it. So the C Z- the C6 is heavier than the C7 Stingray for exactly the same reason as your uh, your Volt would be if you went and put a twin turbo on it. I mean, yeah. it'd be heavier as, by as, the amount as a Shelby, of the twin a turbos, Shelby a you Shelby
1: know? is than a Mustang yeah. GT. It's the the addition of the extra
3: power yeah, shit. Yeah. the equipment, yeah. But yeah. that,
0: you know, having C6 and spent a lot of time in those cars, it was I, I, I like the Z06 just because it's got that little extra bit of tightness in the other ones, and, you know, it's it's a little lighter. I mean, my car's pretty stripped out, so they're pretty close in weight, but, like, your average one that's all optioned out and everything, it was clearly the other way around last generation where the base car was heavier, and now the Z06 is actually a little bit heavier.
3: Exactly, and I, I think the C6 Z06 is one of the greatest production cars in history. That's going to be a car to hold on to. I think it satisfies. I think they're a good
1: they're a good buy at fucking forty grand right now for yeah. an 06 or yeah. whatever.
3: Yeah, it's I don't know. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the table a question. This is for my brother. My brother wanted he couldn't be here tonight. He's with his wife and children. <laughs> um, and uh, you know he he put me on a mission for the Detroit show. He had me go up to all the heavy hitters at Ford and ask for. A low serial number for a GT 350.
1: Uh huh. He
3: wants to be. He wants to be in the game. He wants to be in the game. Yeah. Okay.
1: And 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 how were your requests received?
3: Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I was told alternate. I think the three three responses I got were. I don't know. I can't tell you. And <laughs> your hand is not supposed to be that far. down. No, that, that was from the only female <laughs> member of the the Ford and Mustang. take your
1: finger out of my bum. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. That was from me.
3: Yeah, that, that was... I don't want so to... So
1: basically, you got the soft no.
3: I got the soft... I got the California no, right? But yeah. So, you know, he's got a Boss 302. That thing and which is, he, from what I understand, likes very much. Yes, yeah, so he's had the life for Riley with that car. I'll tell you, it's... it's you know, all sorts of shit's happened in that car. We can't talk about That thing had video cameras inside it. You'd all go to jail. <laughs> but So, from your... You know, you... You know, Chris... Brandon, Matt, you're in my brother's shoes, right? You got a Boss 302, you got equity in the car. Mm-hmm. These things are retaining value. It's the right color, it's school bus yellow, it's the right year, it's 2013 with the new front end on it. It's as valuable a non Laguna Seca 302 as you can get.
2: Yeah.
3: Would you hold on to it, or would you chop it in for a GT350?
2: Chop it. I'd chop it now for the 350. Because your brother has 30,000 miles on that car? Yeah. Yeah, and there are guys out there who are sitting on them, so he's when he wants something special he can use. I think that the the unavailability of the boss will continue for a couple of years, At the GT three hundred and fifty will similarly be unavailable. And I mean, he kind of got lucky when he bought that car; he found somebody was willing to not try to gouge him on it.
3: Yeah, he he, he bought that car. Like he arm wrestled right. the guy
2: with his, yeah. G- and he had a he had a super cool car before too. Like he had a stick shift, uh, uh, stick shift Pontiac G8.
3: No, 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 no. It was it was a uh, it was not a Mac. It was a
2: G8 GT. Oh, okay. okay.
3: Before but... that, he had an RX8. He's had he's had a bunch of Jalopnik's favorite cars. Okay, yeah, I would I'd cut the boss. No, see,
1: I'd, I'd cut the boss now. I think you're never gonna. I think it's it's not for twenty years
2: will it be worth
3: more money than it's
2: worth right no, now? No, I think I think there will be bosses that are worth more. I just don't think that one. But not
3: the one that got he's thrown used... off a freeway backwards.
2: Yeah, probably not. He yeah. used it correctly. <laughs> no matter how much blue painters tape Mark puts on that car, whenever it, you know.
1: But oh man, it, I was just at Willow and saw a Ferrari three sixty Spider with a giant AP Racing like fucking like like World Challenge wing on it, and the entire car was covered in blue paint. No, you
3: tank. know what? You, you want to keep what, a three sixty looking nice.
2: Full respect, <laughs> full respect to Mark. Like he he bought the car and he used it, and that's amazing. That's awesome. Full respect. Yeah, if it's not already
1: yeah. the freshest example
2: of of the breed, you no, might as yeah. well just drop it, now. it. And and I think that he will get the similar kind of enjoyment out of a, a regular gt350 put his kids in the back i think he should do the, it. Yeah. the
0: difficult thing is is buying mustangs on speculation is that every time you think one's going to be really special and worth something they never are because what was the one with the shaker hood a few years ago i can't recall mach one the yeah. mach one everybody thought the mach one was going to be something special because it had that shaker hood and at the time it was the best mustang you could buy and blah 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 new edge and, mustangs and suck just to say it where did they go they're absolutely nowhere nobody wants them New Edge Mustangs suck. That's why it's because they're hideous looking.
3: No, fuck, dude! Cause
1: it's because no. New Edge Mustangs are hideous looking. They are. Do
3: you yeah. know what? Do you know what a Terminator Cobra and Mystic Paint is worth right now?
1: <laughs> that is. What is a Terminator Cobra in Mystic Paint? More like? than
3: you can afford, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you actually know the answer to that? Yeah, thirty it? grand. Really? Thirty fucking thousand dollars the, for one for one with miles. Well, I mean, it, oh. the Terminator
1: is the rare exception. I mean, yeah. yeah, I I still don't like them. I don't care. I'm sorry. All right, so uh,
3: mustangs are ugly. So we're hearing three for three on. I'm, I'm bringing yeah. up the market no, no. on
1: Fox bodies. Why? Here's, he should buy a notch, you know, like me. But
2: why is he buying the car? Like, what's he want the car for?
3: Just same thing he had the boss for. He's gonna, um, he's gonna run it in autocross. He's gonna put his wife and children in it. He's gonna
2: take he's his, gonna his gonna wife run... and
3: children to a lot of casinos. <laughs>
2: But he just wants to enjoy the car. I think I think he should get a new one. I think he'll I think he'll enjoy the new one. I he'll think you will I, I I'm gonna second Brandon with the new one. I I don't think I don't think he even wants an investment car, right?
3: No, we we, we don't. As a family, we don't invest in my generation. Our parents did that. We don't we don't invest. <laughs> so, you have managed yeah, to invest
1: ironically be, wisely.
3: Your nine nine three
1: is probably doing nice right now.
3: You know, it's worth so much more than I paid for it I eleven know. years ago. It's such a fucking accident, I. I can literally lose money on any investment. If you, if you could follow me around, the, the exception is I called my father in 1998. I said, "Dad, you need to buy as much Apple at 18 dollars as you can." He's mm. like, "I didn't ask you to call me and give me investment advice. I'm <laughs> buying General Motors stock." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I bought uh, I bought Ford, and uh, I bought Ford when it was four bucks. And then I had to pay off my grand am racing debts and I had to sell it all <laughs> oh, at twelve
1: bucks. Oh no. <laughs> That's fucking awful. But you but yeah, the nine nine threes have done well. I was uh I, I'm gonna drop a name. I was hanging out with Magnus Walker. Um No dude, listen, that guy he he does his thing and we know what his thing is. He, Magnus is fucking cool. He is a cool guy, he's a nice dude, he can he can wheel, he left foot brakes like a motherfucker. Like you'd like, you'd actually like hanging out with him. I promise you, you would. And I drove his little two seven seven car, very cool, twenty two hundred pounds, two hundred twenty horsepower, slicks. It was fun. But he's bought all those nine elevens like twenty years ago, cheap as shit. Yeah. Like all of them, he bought. He's yeah. he got. He's got, a, he's got like a turbo. He bought for twenty grand in nineteen ninety six. You know, I mean, he's, he's sitting on this shit.
3: I knew a That's guy who time. did that with E-Types, a um, guy who owns Welsh Jaguar. He bought something like 50 of them mm-hmm. when they were free, and then he sold them one at a time for $75,000.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to do anything else with his day, right? Yeah. It's fucking great. Those guys were buying Cobras in the 80s for like five grand a pop. Oof. Yeah. Jesus.
3: What else? Oh, we, should we go to Facebook? Yeah, let's go to Facebook. There's... I, I want to I make sure we serve the customer so Zach
1: and fatter are off shooting Big Muscle today, so I don't have Zach to read. Um, uh uh, uh, okay, so back to Detroit Auto Show. You know, uh, saw Chris Rivers wants to bring up the ATSV and CTSV. Is that is that not good for GM? I think those look those both look fairly dope. Who buys them? Old white men.
2: Obviously. You see them out.
0: You see those cars out here. You see the CTSVs all over the place. I
2: see. We see a lot of CTSVs here in Southern California. Well, I think that I think the CTSV is. I mean, the CTSV V Sport. Whatever you driven that right.
1: I drove the V-Sport. The V-Sport. The V-Sport was, was surprisingly good, good until I looked at the price tag and realized it was $71,000. Yeah. I was like, okay. holy, this yeah. is not $71,000. So
2: 000. here's the thing. Like, the interior on that car is not... Like, that's always the sticking point right now of yeah. the Cadillac. And if you look at Cadillac sales, I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but it's like 50% SRX still.
3: Yeah. Really? Is
2: that is that what it is here, Jack? You would know better than I.
3: Cadillacs like Lexus. They're both brands that... Put a bunch of shit on TV and then sell station wagons. <laughs>
0: yeah. Without yeah. the
3: SRX, I don't think Cadillac would exist. Today yeah. I saw a brand new CTS
0: with an aftermarket ragtop. That's badass. Really? Oh yeah. Wait,
1: you mean a vinyl roof or
0: convertible? No, no, no. Roof. Canvas
2: so, like, diamond in the
0: back, sunrooftop. So like it was and gold trim. Yes.
2: You can't translate like the performance is awesome eclipsed by the Hellcat, but yeah. it's it's still pretty great. But how do you translate that to the car you actually sell? Like are you spending where are you spending your R&D dollars?
1: I mean, I feel like a lot of the, don't they just fucking, you know, stick the Z06 drivetrain in there and then go to the Nürburgring for a little while and that's it? Isn't that really I mean, it's how cool. It
2: it's cool and great for them for building it. I just Is it
1: going to be 100,000? Is the CTSV going to be like 100 grand now? <laughs> What's it going to be? 80? It doesn't 10, matter. Probably it does, be ninety. No. It doesn't
3: matter what it is. It'll need ten thousand dollars cash on the hood to sell. Yeah. If it costs a penny more than a than a moderately equipped M3, it will it will rust on showroom floors. You well, mean it the ATS might seem
1: like a good a- deal. I mean the
3: CTS. The CTS. I, nobody buys this shit about the CTS being a five series competitor at any level. It's I mean, not.
1: Yeah, no. It's not. But it, isn't, but it is rather nice to drive. I, I mean, it, it drove nice. I, I like the yeah, the Sport. The V Sport was dope. It dynamically And the ATSs I've tested are dynamically very good Do you think there But the dashboard and that shit I'd sit in that car I wouldn't even make it to the test drive at a Cadillac dealer
0: just I'd go translate. in the
1: car, I'd sit in the car I'd touch some shit And I'd get the fuck out
0: Do you think there's any any merit to Going in and winning the hearts and minds Of the car geeks That kind of start building the brand back no. up Car geeks don't no. have
2: any money Yeah I'd...
1: You sell cars no. to old rich white men
3: no, I think I think the problem with this has been the problem with, with GM for a long time. GM has no idea why people do something. You would think you know, brilliant people who work for GM. The, GM is like like your kid brother. Like you tell him, oh, the tooth fairy hides under the bed, and he takes shit face value. GM is like that with the media. GM is like that with enthusiast forums. The the previous the CTS V as a phenomenon is an example of this is there any car faster than the CTS V of a given vintage in the in the segment never no, has been never no has, has been. does it matter in any way shape or form no no so how is it that everybody but Cadillac understand I mean we and keep in mind I I drove the ATS ATS will make a great Camaro ATS actually it make it is them, going to be the great yeah. Camaro
1: the ATS will make an amazing yeah. eighteen thousand dollar used car.
3: The ATS is the car that the Pontiac Grand Prix should have been. It's totally a
2: Pontiac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, it was was developed as a Pontiac, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh It's good, yeah. It would make a good Camaro. GM has
3: never... GM just has this obstreperousness about they're unable to to face the reality why people buy cars. It's like all that shit back in the day when the 6,000 STE came out. Like, oh, the 6,000 STE has two more cubic feet and one more <laughs> lateral G than the BMW 318i. And approximately zero people gave a fuck. Yeah, nobody
1: gave a fuck. Because it was fuck. a Pontiac 6,000. All right, let's go to Facebook. Because here's a good one. Here's a, a, a good one, uh, Jack's expertise. Vintage Porsches. Not vintage, but old used Porsches. How about, what is a better buy right now? 996 Carrera or a first-gen Boxster Cayman S would be a weekend car for rural Missouri roads and the occasional autocross.
3: Uh, What's this uh, subscriber's name? What's this reader's name? Jason.
1: His name is Jason.
3: Jason, thanks for for commenting. Don't buy those fucking things. Jason, listen to me. Don't you have one of those? Jason, put down whatever you're doing and listen to me. All right? You're seriously going to buy an M96 motored car? Are you fucking crazy? I'll sell you one. I've got one I would love to sell you. Um, what is isn't there a isn't there a fix an aftermarket fix for the is. IMS that's, thing? That's not the issue. And you know, Jalopnik did a piece where Doug Demiro read Michael Koresh's data, which is exactly like having Steve Carell read um, a blind guy's Stevie Wonder's notes on dating women. Right? I mean, this is you know, you have a guy who doesn't understand data reading data that's false. Um, says, oh the. And this is this is what's different about owning a Porsche. Okay. Oh, uh it turns out that the RMS only fails in 2% of cars every year. That sounds like a good number, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I've had my I've had my 911 now for 14 years. So, if my 911 had a 2% chance of failing in any given year, yeah. That's a 28 it's a 1 in 4 chance of an $11,000 engine shit out. Mhm those are the, people think about the Porsche's numbers like they're they're going to own uh they're going to lease a BMW for 35 months and trade it in these are cars that you hold on to forever and little things like that make a big difference whether it's valve guides on Carreras. but let me try to give you a, a reasonable answer to that jason and it's this um, everything goes wrong with early 996s everything goes wrong with early 986s and the shit that goes wrong, you you cannot believe how expensive it is. I had a cat drop out on my, at 22,000 miles, I lost a cat on my Boxster.
1: That's like unheard of.
3: It's not unheard of in Porsche land where they pack <laughs> the cats next to the motor. Now, how much is a cat, how much is a cat for a 3.2 liter boxer of, of? of I'm going to guess 1,400 bucks. 2,750 dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did I mention that? That's assuming you can put it in yourself. <laughs> Actual manufacturing costs about $85. Yeah, and, you know, the truth is, I mean, how much platinum does that how much, What's the platinum get you in L.A. junkyard?
0: Yeah.
3: The Here's the, I mean, it's so expensive to fix that I'm going to end up doing straight pipes and wiring on. I'm I'm going to have custom mandrel bent stainless steel headers and exhaust put on the car. Because that's cheaper because than getting that's a factory cheaper. part. When I used to work at Gotham, the our early 430s, uh,
1: we'd crack headers all the fucking time. We'd crack headers in 430s. And on the third cracked header, for, uh, for a for a new header from Ferrari one Not a pair. Won. $2,500. For a part, you know, it's a fucking header. Who cares if it goes into a Ferrari? It's so made of the same shit. Were those, uh,
0: were those cast or were those tubular? I can't, re- they I can't remember. They were cast.
1: They were. They are cast headers. What do you expect no for 200 excuse. grand? Jesus. <laughs> and, and so we had, for the price of one header, we had Cook's Design and Manufacture aftermarket headers for the yeah. Ferrari 430, which were like 200 bucks a set once we paid for the development costs.
3: In and, probably 10% of the cars. And they sounded
1: now. mean as fuck. They were like nasty long tubes. They were All awesome.
3: Right. Let me give Jason a real quick answer. The If, if you have, and here's the thing, if you have to have one of them, and then what you want is, shit. I mean, what you really want is, man. You want to go out and just find the cheapest nine nine seven point two you possibly can, the nine eight seven point two, because that motor is a great motor as long as you don't boost it. Or, let's assume I think was it twenty thousand dollars is the number you keep hearing on these cars. Yeah. Right? yeah. For $20,000, Jason, I want you to go out, and I want you to go out and buy the very most decent 911 SC 3-liter you can find. For
1: And you'll you make money.
3: And you'll you'll hold on to it, and you'll make money. Here's the thing. Yeah, a 996 is much faster than a 911 SC, but, man, my – I mean, shit, man, a Camry V6 will run even with a 996 Carrera, and it'll bitch slap a Boxster 2.7. So don't you're not buying the car 'cause it's fast anyway. You're buying it because, like me, you love Porsche. You want the cars. Go buy an SC. Please don't buy a, a 996. If you do, you can't say I didn't warn you. You know. Uh, here's
0: one I'm curious about on, on the 996. If you were buying one explicitly because you know you're probably gonna put it on a trailer and take it to the track all the time, and you know you were probably gonna throw eight or ten grand at it anyway. Is it a decent buy if you're going to do that?
3: Okay, so so you're saying if I have $30,000 to spend on a 996 for track use. And you're
0: dead set on a Porsche.
3: Okay. For, dude, for that kind of money, you could go out and buy a, a SCCA D-Sports racer and a truck to tow it, and you'll be faster around the track than a new 991
1: GT3. All right. I mean, if what you want is a track car, just buy a fucking track car. Yeah, just
3: buy a fucking track. Or go out and, go out and buy a Fox Mustang because I'll, I'll tell you, 996s yes. nine, 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 are easy meat on racetracks. I mean, I took a V6 Mustang stick shift to Shenandoah a couple of years ago and passed every 996 and 997 that was there. They're just not fast on a the track. They eat tires. They eat brakes. I mean, just it's, just don't do it. I mean... She's My Mustang is essay. now
1: off the lift and is, being, is doing road testing. It's very exciting. Is the body work done? No. Body yeah. work is next. Mechanical work is done. Suspension adjustments are being done, and then it goes to the body.
3: Hey, I got a joke. Yeah. Do you know why Farrah's Fox body is a panty dropper?
0: Yeah. Why, why is that?
3: Because the shit's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's going to be fucking sick. Two ninety fives at all four corners, son. Um, all right. Emilio wants to know what's the most fuel efficient way to tow a single car flatbed trailer with a three thousand pound car on it. It would be great to have a way to tow my fun car to the track, but not to eat up so much gas. I wouldn't want it as a daily.
3: Brendan, so- you want to take that? Or I will.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, Does fuel efficiency really matter that much? Buy a Tacoma. Uh-huh.
3: Why doesn't he just drive the
1: car <laughs> rather than tow it? at fuel efficiency, <laughs> what like, can tow? What can, what's the cheapest car that can tow thirty five hundred pounds? Chrysler a minivan, used Chevy truck.
3: Well, Chrysler, Chrysler minivan is the most fuel efficient way to tow thirty five hundred. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, huh. When I was when I was a kid, we had a full size Ram uh van that we used to throw trail a trailer with and it wasn't off. Of
1: well, it. a full-size Ram van back in the day was essentially the pickup truck with a van no, body. No, no, was it was a it. Body. Oh, it? No, no, it was unibody. Oh, was it? No, no, no,
0: ours are our full-size is uh,
3: body and frame. Your Ram van was. Yeah.
0: Was
1: it Ram OG?
3: '92, I think.
1: Sounds so, OG. Yeah,
3: but you patient- you mean you mean like the old Plymouth Tradesman van they just kept kept putting new front ends on? Uh, That's like the Chevy. That's been unibody forever. The only body on Has frame. it been unibody? I, I don't remember. It I mean, been a long time ago, since so it might From happen. 68 till the last one that rolled off, they were all unibody. Only the Ford in that era is body on frame. Uh, Chevy vans are unibody from the Corvair van all the way to the Chevy Express when it came out. Okay. But either, either way, way can't it, worked,
0: it worked beautifully for doing that, so... And and then you had plenty of shit on the inside the van yeah. for everything else.
3: Yeah, the unibody van's towed fine as long as you can get in a snowstorm or something.
1: Uh Travis Gakalski would like to know how Jack's hair is tonight. It's, it's just spectacular. Uh just so you
3: know, Travis. He should I just saw him at the Detroit show. Can uh I g I gotta say, um you know, I wanna kinda send a shout out to Travis. He's written some great stuff lately and he and I collaborated to win a race in New Jersey a couple months ago.
1: Is it and American Endurance Racing? Yeah. How is American Endurance Racing? I hear it's really fun.
3: We're building a car specifically for it. It is the next big thing. I don't mind. I mean, full disclosure, right? I've worked with these guys. I'm on their advisory committee. It is real. It's what the SCCA was in 1965. It's the wave of the future. you got guys who are, who are building per- cars just for it. Ten years from now, people are going to look back and say, "I can't believe we didn't all know it was going to be big." Can you, if you have a,
1: a, a like a chump car that's not silly, can you run in AER with it? Yeah. If you have a
3: chump car that is silly, can you run in AER with it? Yes, if you have anything that is production based and can run on street tires, okay, your Fox could run in it. Yeah. You know, Scott Tucker could bring his SCCA runoff's winning T one. F four thirty Are there whatever.
1: classes or is it an open race?
3: It's it's what they call Lewis classing, so you have to qualify and then they break the classes based on qualifying. Oh neat. I mean, you know, it's it sounds like bracket uh, bracket racing for road racing, which it kind of is, but on the other hand it's not like the difficulty of adhering to a, a specific lap time across five drivers and fourteen hours yeah, yeah. is not like dialing in a bracket drag.
1: So oh wait, are the results bracket style where it's closest to qualifying without like prices right Oh No, Rolls no, or fuck or no. Once just, the green no. flag
3: drops you're racing. Once the green flag drops you're racing, oh, and if okay. you blow through if you blow through your weather adjusted qualifying time mm-hmm. they're gonna talk to you. Now if you're if you're a tenth of a second faster because you got Bill Oberlin in there and he threw up a flyer before he returned the car, that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. If you're eleven seconds faster in your qualifying yeah, time yeah, they're yeah, gonna
1: send yeah, you home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, but they don't, they don't encourage, really, the silliness that you get with the other cheap car series, right?
3: This is racing for racers. Listen, yeah, I yeah. love Lemons. You know, I'm, I am <clears throat> the only people, the only guy in history to win all three. I like to say it. I won Lemons, I won Chump, and I won AER with three different teams. Um, Lemons is great. Lemons does their own thing. Chump is great. They do their own thing. AER is fucking fantastic. If you have, if you got an old spec Miata in, the, in your garage, bring it to AER.
1: Is there, um, uh, like, I like the difference, like, so Lemons, they, you know, the is a bit more, of, you know, it's it's racing, but it's a bit more focused on, you know, having fun and decorating your fucking car and whatever, and then Chump is a little more serious than Lemons, where they don't, your car has to look like a car, it can't look like a fucking, you know, whatever the shit that Speedy builds is.
0: It can't be an
3: upside down car.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then, and then I guess AER is one step closer to serious than that, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, AR is a whole new thing. It's, it's. I, I don't know if you have if you have a race car, bring it. It's this is going to be the biggest thing that that affordable racing has seen since the '60s.
1: Uh, is there a limit to how many cars are on track pre race?
3: Yeah, this is not lemons. Yeah, uh, lemons
1: is like like just for example, there could be potentially over 200 cars. Racing on a on a track at once. In no,
3: Lemons. no. John Colise, the guy who runs AAR, he's running it to NASA SCCA safety standards. So you're not going to have... We're not going to pack 200 shit-can Titanic, Lemo, upside-down cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. Driving a fast car in Lemons is 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 frightening sometimes.
1: Well, you're... I mean, it, driving a fast car in Lemons is like fucking bombing down the 405 in gumball, you know, in, yeah. in rush hour traffic. I mean, it's mental. It's really... You know, it's properly no crazy substitute stuff.
3: for it. It's fun, but I mean, it's not. It's this AR. Well, great. it
1: exists in its own universe, and it is what yeah. it is. And you know,
3: yeah. uh, bottom line is, Travis. You know, Travis is a is a is a great driver. Uh, he's he's developing. He's a cart guy. He's really developing as a road racer. So, you know, I just, I just want to say, I you know, I like to po- uh, we like to poke uh, poke fun of him at t- uh, on him at T-Tac, but he is. One of my favorite journalists right now, after Matt Farah. <laughs> He's a good... You drop my name
1: in articles once in a while, and I really appreciate yeah, that.
3: Yeah, and I think you owe me something for I that. I do.
1: Oh. Uh, no, Travis is good. He was on the show very recently. He did, it, he did good for us. Uh, let's see. Uh, why do you think the NSX... Last one before we get out of here. Why do you think the NSX got so much crap about being late and teased forever before it was officially announced, while cars like the LFA got a lot less crap about it, even though the cycle was longer? And that's from Steven. I think the LFA got tons of crap. I think yeah. I think people have just forgotten about well, it. But the I think
2: FRS got tons of crap. Yeah. Remember how long that one was? Yeah. Came out and came out and came out.
0: Although the, at the end of the day, they both came out to be great cars. The LFA well, is dope.
2: What's the, what's the what's the NSX's job? Is it to be fast or is it to kind of sell RSXs? I, I think
1: it's RSX's. to sell. Do they don't have they don't have those? What are, what TLX's, Xs do they have left? I, TLX's, TLXs, RLXs, ILX. MDX.
2: MDX Well, the MDX sells itself
1: what would it take either of you to buy an Acura
3: I drive an Accord V6 all it would take would be for them to offer a stick shift in the TLX with front wheel drive no fuck is told' wouldn't do it for you. <laughs> I, I really you like, like
1: your accord though, right?
3: Absolutely. I lo- I love my accord. My my accord's a great car. I should really ask my downstairs neighbor. She just
0: bought a TLX like a couple months back.
2: It's very yeah.
0: very nice. You know, she's like a teacher, very middle of the road, very... Yeah. and I just want I'm very curious. I should just ask her, you why should ask did her you why buy this over you everything else. I would be interested to know. Yeah.
2: Uh, honestly, I think that I think that the updates for the ILX are actually kinda good. They they made an S I with an eight speed automatic. That's kind of. That's, that's okay. all
1: right. That's but okay. the SI. Oh. No, Remember when okay. SIs were good? Remember that? Okay, but that was a, that was that but, was the good old days, like old two thousand SI. Hell other, yeah! The
2: other announcement, in Detroit, uh, turbocharged VTEC.
1: Yeah, so yeah, they, dude.
2: They've, 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 they've now boost and VTEC can kick in, and the R looks awesome.
3: Danger to manifold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Danger to manifolds. Yes, uh, the R
3: does look like a lot of fun. I will. it
2: looks it looks kind of good, and you know what? I uh, I mean, like Honda
3: do,
1: you know what Honda makes the best shifter in the fucking world, except really? for
0: the spiker oh yeah, that's yeah. true that's a piece of artwork though
1: Spiker shifter is sweet it's awesome that's the best part of that car. although
0: Pagani's got a pretty sweet shifter set on it too I mean it's obviously not a manual
1: oh, yeah, Pagani's linkage is really yeah. neat too, yeah, yeah,
3: you drive that thing yet the Have you driven a Wyra? no oddly enough, no I keep waiting for him to show up at my door, but <laughs> but it's not happening <laughs> it's not...
1: all right you want to... now it's time to promote. what do you guys want to plug? you want to plug. Uh,
2: if you if you want to read a review of a Hyundai Pony, come see mm, me. <laughs> Hyundai Pony. I'm driving oh, what am I driving next? Oh, I, I got uh, two Sierra Cosworths, an auto Zam, yeah. um,
1: Man after my own heart.
2: Yeah, a couple defenders. Well, you what you
1: got the S sixty five and then the fucking and then you got the Maybach, right? Isn't that what you're that's what you're in LA for, right?
2: Already the S classes irritated me. I, really I, well they picked me up in one and i i was looking at it. it has this thing in the roof that looks like a potpourri dispenser and it's for the burmeister why do
3: you know what a potpourri dispenser
2: looks Because i'm like? married okay <laughs> married Shut or up.
1: lives with parents are the only two options <laughs> there <laughs> married.
2: and it says burmeister high end it says high end on Oof. it like if you're in an s class you
1: obviously any... your shit is high end in an s class
2: <laughs> Anyway, is it a, the Cooper or Is it the sedan? No, oh, this is the big sedan. Yeah,
1: Dan Neal dropped by the house this morning with the coupe, and the the detail work on the dashboard alone, yeah, was fucking spectacular. Uh, the front
2: looks cool, but I yeah, just so I saw you know, open mind or whatever. But it's already kind of like, you, you don't know, know the dynamism is. Up the, I the, think you
1: uh, might like the S sixty five. It sounded
0: like a beast when he pulled out of my house. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Blake rolled up here a couple of weeks ago with one of that. car oh, it's is hot. There,
2: is there nice. anything that depreciates faster? No, than an GS car? That's what I'm. That's the <laughs> reason
1: I'm talking about that S sixty five is because when it's fifty grand in four years, I it's want just, one.
2: Yeah, you yeah. could not like if you set fire, set fire to a pile of money. Yeah. You'd only burn the outside. Like, it would actually depreciate that.
3: So, <laughs> Jack, what do you got? Hurricane story and road and track? Uh, yeah, I got a, yeah, a couple things to plug. One we got upcoming hurricane story. The other is uh, the book, which I'm um, going to announce on TTAC and probably road and track sometime in March. And then uh, after that comes my album of, uh, of original pop music. It's uh, tentatively titled Beautiful Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely kidding about that. That's what Philip Michael Thomas called his <laughs> his <laughs> record. Most beautiful feelings. So anyway, you know, th- three things. Uh, you know, Hurricane, <laughs> Avoidable Contact to Jack Ruth Reader, uh, Beautiful Feelings, uh, probably is, available uh, for free. Is um, Avoidable
1: Contacting <laughs> Me hardcover?
3: I think uh, we're gonna start off as an ebook. I'm gonna see how it does. I, ebook. I, I want a fucking first edition, son. You know what? In all seriousness, I can't imagine nobody wants this. This, this I'm just doing this book because um, I want to just put down permanently things that are disappearing off the web. Things I've written, new things. So it's 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 a I don't have any fans, but it amounts to fan service, right? It's for the people who've supported and read me. So last thing I want to plug is just that uh, you know I was here uh, 13 months ago. Uh, nine broken bones ago and all that. So I want to thank everybody, um, all the TST people and everything, everybody in the industry who uh, was very helpful and uh, kind to me during this long convalescence. Um, took me literally months to get out of, uh, out of the ICU and win a fucking race. So anyway, thanks to everybody and thanks to Matt for having me you back. Seem hel- you seem very healthy. You seem I've very- seen fire and I've seen rain, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack. I'm 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 fucking jealous of Jack because when I was a kid, I was reading Road and Track, going, I'm gonna be the guy on the pages of Road and Track. You too, I, seriously. I, um, the, hey man. The, the, like... when, when you are testing supercars for Road and Track. You have fucking made it. And yeah.
3: And the album is called Beautiful Feelings. Beautiful <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> Beautiful Feelings
1: on, on, the, on a 45 and 8 track coming soon. We're,
3: we're going to go vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: coming it's soon. It's the soon highest fidelity, man.
1: It's Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Smoking Tire. Uh, check us out. Shout Engine is the official podcast provider of The Smoking Tire. Get your own damn podcast at ShoutEngine.com. It's very easy. All you need is a microphone, a computer, and an internet connection at ShoutEngine.com. Probably
0: a really funny name like The Reverend. And the
1: yeah, and we got <laughs> and we got new Dylan Optics glasses coming out. I got uh, just got two pairs of myself. If you like the Dylan Optics glasses I wear on the uh, on the show, uh, hit up uh, the banner link on smogentire.com and we'll send you a free smogentire T-shirt for uh, for ordering Dylan Optics glasses. Cool. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>